the Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Products for home and industry presents Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Did you see the recent newspaper article on formality by Emily Post, the country's leading authority on etiquette? Well, it was most interesting. But what caught my eye was the paragraph where Emily Post said, I prefer to compare formality not with a veneer, but with a wax polish that brings out the beauty of the grain in the wood underneath and makes not only a pleasing but a durable finish. End of quote. Well, now you've often heard me describe the rich, smooth beauty of the wax. Genuine Johnson's wax gives to all kinds of surfaces. Rub a little Johnson's wax on a tabletop, say. Polish it, and that table is completely transformed. You'd hardly know it. It glows and shines and sparkles so. All through your home, there are other things that will respond to this magic touch of Johnson's wax. Its bright protect- protective film adds beauty not only to your furniture, but to your floors, your radios, sideboards, and a hundred other things. By all means, use this old favorite regularly. Johnson's Wax comes in three forms, paste, liquid, and cream. All three have a definite use in your home. The history of invention is replete with stories of men who were obsessed with one idea. Stubborn men, tenacious men. Read about Fulton and the steamboat. Edison and the electric light. Westinghouse and the air brake. Fibber McGee and Molly. Now, let me see again. If the wing loading is equal to the drag, gravity plus lift will exceed the thrust. Yep, 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 yep. That's it. That's it. So, if the forward speed... Here if the forward speed is in excess of lateral stability... McGee! What? Oh, oh, hi, Molly. <laughs> Time for dinner? We just had breakfast. <laughs> we did? <laughs> I guess I've been so wrapped up in this invention of mine, I didn't know what was going on. Personally, I still don't know what's going on. All I know is that three nights ago, you suddenly sat up in bed and said, Urania. <laughs> That's a Greek word. means I have found it. <laughs> that word is Eureka, not Uremia. Uremia is a disease. Oh, that's right. That's right. Promiscuous Uremia. <laughs> Baby, I got an idea. I got an idea that's going to knock the theory of aviation into a flat spin. I'm building a model airplane that'll have aircraft flying to Mars every hour on the hour. I have a theory. Uh-oh. Hand me that note. Quick. Stick that slide rule under a cushion. Break those pencils. a girl. Shall I swallow the eraser? No. <laughs> Nobody can figure anything out from that. All clear? Roger. Okay. Come in. Oh, it's just Mr. Wimple, he. What do you mean, just? Even he could be a tool of the interest. Hi, Wimp. Hello, folk. <laughs> Two of what interest, Mr. McGee? Do you have any connection with aviation, Mr. Wimple? Well, just in a small way, Mrs. McGee. You see, what did I tell you? What is your small interest in aviation, Wimp? Well, when I ride my bicycle on cold days, I wear a flying helmet and goggles. <laughs> is that all? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. I wear trousers, too. <laughs> Any other interest in aviation, Mr. Wimple? Well, sometimes I wet my finger and hold it up to see which way the wind is blowing, like aviators do. Oh, I always thought they threw a handful of grass up in the air. 
No, no. Real airplane pilots look for a herd of cows. They do? Yeah. Cows always stand with their tails to the wind. Pilots always look for that. They like a tailwind. <laughs> Personally, I've never flown in an airplane. <laughs> I get dizzy standing on a Sunday paper. <laughs> ah, there's nothing to fly in wimp. When you understand the laws of aerodynamics, like I do, you want to know the theory of flight? Briefly? Very. What is it, Mr. McGee? <laughs> it's simple. As the plane moves through the air, the air hits the front end of the wing first, you see. As it passes across the wing, the friction heats the air. Hot air always rises. That pulls the tail up. The pilot feels the tail go up and raises the nose up. Thus, the whole airplane goes up. Uh, uh, then the way you'd explain it, it's all a matter of hot air? <laughs> exactly. You grasp it. I used to think that if I never flew in an airplane, I'd never get airsick. But I do. You do? How can you get airsick if you don't fly? Did your wife ever wear you around her head by your necktie 50 times and then tell you how funny you look with that green face? Of course not, Mr. Winkle. I'll have to admit there have been times when the temptation... No. I mustn't say that. Well, I've got to get home now. I'd better slow down, too, believe me. Coming over here, I tore around a corner on two heels. Oh, boy. My, it's the one you didn't get arrested. Oh, I was on my bicycle. It's long. <laughs> Billy Mills of the orchestra and the anniversary song.
that took up model airplane building years ago. It's a great little hobby. So are you. Hmm? Oh, <laughs> you said hobby. I thought you said hubby. <laughs> mm. Incidentally, aren't you making that model a little large? Got to be large to hold the motor. The motor? Yep. See this? Yeah. One cylinder gas motor. 31 bucks. Wow. This airplane's not only going to fly, kiddo, it's going to prove my new theory of flight. May I ask a question? Certainly, my dear. A thirst for knowledge is a very commendable thing. What's the question? Well, uh, when you walked across the room just now to get that little tiny stick of wood, what was that? It was a strut. I know, and your pride is excusable. Hmm? <laughs> but uh, what was the little piece of wood? That was the strut. Oh. In engineering terms, my child, a strut is an external brake. Oh. You see, when we design airplanes, we must anticipate stresses. Thus, when a plane is caught in a sudden updraft, or thermidor, <laughs> we must compensate by a rigid flexibility, or it results in a torque or ground loop. <laughs> Very dangerous at high altitudes. Understand? No, do you? <laughs> no. But neither did Kitty Hawk when she first started building airplanes. Kitty Hawk, Jerry, was not a person. It's a place in North Carolina where the Wright brothers first flew. Well, that's a mere detail. I was only referring to Kitty. Remember now, not a word about my plans. There's millions in this thing. Can't take chances. Now, relax, sweetheart. I'm as silent as a cotton-tailed rabbit sitting on a bolt of velvet. Okay. (laughs) Come in. Oh, it's Dr. Gamble. Do come in, doctor. How do you do, my dear? Hello, crumb bum. <laughs> Hi, revenue cutter. Is this just a social call, or did you hope to find somebody squirming in pain? Oh, now, stop it, McGee. You know how the doctor drops in on his way to the hospital? Certainly. I stopped here for inspiration. Limber jaw. It sustains me during my work. I keep thinking, if you can live and be happy with a body like that, there's hope for everybody. <laughs> I was talking to a couple of your victims, Mugwump. Uh, what's a Mugwump? That's the bird who sits on a fence with his mug on one side. Oh, and yes, it's... I remember. <laughs> sure, you remember. Olsen and Johnson told As a matter of fact, Blackwit, I always have... ...and all the tools. Going to the toothpick business? It's a model airplane he's building, Doctor. He says that he... Ha, 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 ha. No leaks, Molly. <laughs> One little hint about what I'm doing, an old blabber push here will spread it around like it was Johnson's vocal. That I resent, hyena boy. I may cheat at crossword puzzles. I've been known to kick my golf ball from behind a tree. I have even had... You know something? He won't even tell you your own temperature. <laughs> well, I, I guess I was wrong, though. <laughs> if you promise to keep it under your cheap brown hat, Bucket Pete, I'll tell you what I'm intending. <laughs> Oh, that's probably for you, Doctor. I suppose so. Those switchboard operators trail me around like a piece of chain on a gasoline truck. Hello, Gamble speaking. You must have got Doc's bill and had a relapse. Quiet. Oh, was that again, Mrs. Clatterhat? Clatterhat. I see. Well, tell your husband for me once more that if he has butterflies on his stomach, it's his own fault. I can't do anything about it. Goodbye. Fine, Doctor. Can't even give the poor guy some bicarbonate. Not for these butterflies, huh? Had him tattooed on when he was in the Navy and wants me to remove him. <laughs> well, see you later, Marblehead. Good day, my dear. Now, well, I guess I better get busy. Now, let me see. There's insert flap A into flap G. Mm-hmm. Where's flap G? Hmm, this must be a little snug. 
No. Too tight. Good thing I got plenty of extra pieces. I bought five sacks, so I'd soon have enough to help. No, folks, I'm just going by, and I thought, oh, gee, model airplane. When'd you take that up, Val? Oh, a couple of days ago, Mr. Wilcox. Seems to be a wonderful hobby if you like sawdust down your neck and nails in your thumb and glue on your shirt. Don't you kid yourself, Snooky. <laughs> it's the model builders like me that'll design the airplane of the future. And when I prove my theory... Oh, forget I said that. Said what? About some theory you have Please, about... Mr. Wilcox, this is dynamite. Hmm. Strictly hush-hush, Junior. There, there ain't an airplane manufacturer in the world that wouldn't give his bicuspids to know what I'm working on. But I will tell you this. The so-called model... Modern airplane is absolute as of this minute. No. Yes. You familiar with airplanes? Only as a passenger. Flew to Cheyenne, Wyoming last week for the company. Emergency. Did you really? What kind of an emergency inquired fun-loving little Tibber, with his merry blue eyes twinkling with mischief because he knew darn well he was going to get slugged with a plug? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it was pretty exciting, pal. Racine got me out of bed early one morning. Racine was Thompson? No, Charlie Racine, my houseman. Oh. He shook me awake and said, get on the phone quick, boss. So I did. And what was it? Uncomfortable. So I got off the phone, got on a chair. <laughs> then I picked up the receiver. It was the home office. They said, go to the airport immediately, Wilcox. A truck will meet you with a load of Johnson's Glow Coat. Yeah. The self-polishing floor beautifier that shines as it dries. Requires no rubbing or buffing. Yeah. And dries to a sparkling, beautiful, protective finish in 20 minutes or less. Yeah. Then what'd you do, Junior? I dashed out of the house. Down to the corner. Yeah. Back to the house. Yeah. Took off my pajamas. Put on my clothes. Back to the corner. Grabbed the taxi and raced to the airport. Yes, yes, yes. Go on. There was an airplane. Engines turning over. Pilot waiting. Yeah. Suddenly a truck roared up. They, they loaded the airplane with glow coat. Yeah. The self-shining wax polish that makes a tired old linoleum wink at the cook. Yeah, makes you proud of your kitchen. Yeah. Makes housekeeping so much easier. Dad, rat it, get with it. What's this all about, Waxy? Well, the minute the airplane was loaded, I jumped in. Yeah. We started down the runway. Yeah. The engines roared. Five hours later, we were in Colorado Springs. Thought you were going to Cheyenne, Wyoming. We got lost. <laughs> well, by that time, I wasn't feeling so good, all that flying on an empty stomach, so I told the pilot to fly the glow coat on to Cheyenne, and I took the train home. But why did Cheyenne want all that glow coat in such a rush? Well, can you imagine that? I never thought to ask. You know what I'm going to do? What? Go home. Cheyenne wanted with all that glow coat. Hey, maybe hey I'm to... almost ready to install the engine, Tootsie. This is a big moment. Uh, now, hold the plane ready while I... Easy now, easy now. Ah, ah my goodness, it fits. Sure, it fits. Now, all I got to do is bolt it in, and Donald Douglas goes quietly out of this. <laughs> this idea of mine is bound to... Come in. Uh, pardon me, folks. Is this the domicile of Mr. and Mrs. McGee? Why, yes, it is. Uh, what can we do for you? Well, I'm Lena. Well, who sent you this? The aviation interest? <laughs> oh, you go on, Mr. McGee. They told me you'd start right off with something witty or something you thought was witty. <laughs> but I could take a joke, Mr. McGee. Anybody from a large family learns to take a joke, and I come from a large family, just as soon as I could afford it. <laughs> I, uh, beg your pardon, but uh, who sent you, uh, Lena? Uh, the unemployment agency. You mean the employment agency? Well, maybe they have employment, but I don't. Anyway, they said you didn't have any help right now, and I'm free on Tuesdays. And by free, I don't mean for nothing, because I get a dollar an hour in transportation. But don't let the transportation worry you, because I can always slip a ride in a truck. <laughs> you, uh, 
You mean you want to work for us, sis? I don't want to work for anybody, Mr. McGee. But I formed some expensive habits like eating and wearing clothes, and they cost money, you know. <laughs> so I've got to work somewhere, and you'll find me very neat and cheerful. My goodness, I just sing all day long. Oh! I see you have a piano. Isn't that wonderful? You're just the nicest people, self-cultured. <laughs> well, uh... We haven't really considered engaging anyone just now, Lena, uh, because, you know, there's just the two of us and... Oh, that's just corruptious, just the two of you. Just a love, Miss. La, 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 la. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm certainly going to love it here, all this beautiful singing and everything. <laughs> well, I'll be here early next Tuesday. Thank you so much. You won't regret this. As they can do Did we hire her? <laughs> well, she seems to think we did. Why? I just wondered. I didn't know they had such a strong union. <laughs> the King's Men and the Gal in Calico. Give me all the day. Let me stay on the highway. Not a gal in Calico. for the big moment, Molly. Any film in the brownie? Yes. Good. But the uh, sticker on the film says must be developed before April 1933. Hmm. <laughs> Too bad. This is a historical moment, and I wanted you to take my picture. Oh, you did? I... Oh. Come in. Now watch it, kiddo. Don't volunteer anything. Oh, it's just me or Latrivia McGee. Come in, Your Honor. Thank you, Molly. Good day, McGee. Hi, Latrivia. Just the guy I wanted to see. You're a lawyer, aren't you? Yes. Yes, although I haven't practiced for some time. Who's suing you for how much? And if you take my advice, you'll settle out of court because if I know you, you were in the wrong. No, no, I think this is something else, Your Honor. Isn't it about your idea, dearie? Yes, sir. 
This is a professional consultation, sir. Now, look. You know what the next great step in aviation is? Certainly. Supersonic speed. What was that again? Supersonic speed. Speeds in excess of the speed of sound. Exactly. And I got it solved, Lucivia. What? You have? Yes. Good heavens, what is... Well, this is amazing. Say, what is the speed of sound, by the way? Well, it's about in the neighborhood somewhere around, I say. What would you say, Latrivia? You're a lawyer. <laughs> well, the speed of sound varies with the temperature. At zero degrees centigrade, it travels approximately 1080 feet per second. Mm. It increases about two feet per second for every degree rise in temperature. Right. It travels faster through solids than through liquids or gases, and does not travel at all through a vacuum. Oh, it does through our vacuum. <laughs> We have positively the noisiest fashion that you... <laughs> oh, uh, pardon me, gentlemen. That's okay. Now, here's the question, Latrivia. All the experiments up to date have been trying to speed up the airplane to equal the speed of sound. Right? Right. 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 So, I done, I done what had never occurred to anybody else. I built me this little model airplane, Latrivia. And with this airplane, I'm going to solve the problem of supersonic... Uh, supersonic. Supersonic speed. <laughs> I thought you said you had solved it. I solved the principle of it. All it needs is a little experimenting. But, dearie, uh, this plane will not go faster than sound. I doubt it will even do 30 miles an hour. Ah, that's the whole crux of the idea. Everybody's been trying to speed up the airplane. What I'm going to do is develop a slow sound. <laughs> Down. Heavenly days, what an idea. Don't the simplicity of it kind of get you with this? I work out a slow noise, fly the airplane to it, and presto, supersonic speeds are here. You ever do any flying with it? Yeah, yes, a little. As a matter of fact, I'm a member of the Caterpillar Club. Of the uh, what, Your Honor? The Caterpillar Club. My gosh, we know people with the strangest hobbies. Yes. Wallace Wimple watches birds, Mayor Latrivia clubs caterpillars. Uh, pardon me, I do not club caterpillars. Well, if you belong to the club, Your Honor, you're just as silly as the rest of them. <laughs> Guilty of what, may I ask? Clubbing caterpillars. And why a grown man like you, Latrivia, should be so cruel and heartless as to hunt down them fuzzy little creatures. I and... don't hunt down fuzzy little creatures. I said I belong to the Caterpillar Club. Don't you know what the Caterpillar Club is? No, and I don't want to. If I knew, I'd feel it my duty to report it to the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty. There is no cruelty. The Caterpillar Club is made up of people who have been forced to make parachute jumps. That's all. What do you mean, that's all? That's the worst part of it. Oh, I can admire an honest hunter who stalks his game. Yeah, but a man who silently drops down in a parachute... I tell you, nobody clubs any caterpillars. We call it the Caterpillar Club because parachutes used to be made of silk, which was made by caterpillars. It's a tribute to them. Tribute? hypocritical if you ask me, boy. Name the club after them and then drop down on them in parachutes and club the bejunior out of them. Hi, <laughs> George. Oh, stop it, for goodness sake. Nobody clubs any parachutes. It isn't a care of caterwauling, a dropping in the parachute. Now, now, now. <laughs> Don't get excited, Your Honor. Maybe you didn't know what you were getting into when you joined this club. He should have quit after he found out. But to deliberately maintain his membership with a bunch of hoodlums who go around beating up worms. 
That, by George the Wolf. I tell you, we don't beat any caterworms. Miller shoot. Look. When I said I belong to the Patagilla Dub, the Kidapala Pub, we don't call any Kidapalos. Nobody calipitted any put a bill. I merely said the cup of
This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for the makers of Johnson Clark's product for home and industry. And for all of us here tonight, offering our heartiest congratulations to the Boy Scouts of America on their 30, 37th birthday anniversary. Many happy returns. NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.